This sermon is brought to you by Shatter State Chi Alpha. As you listen, we hope that you enjoy it and that it helps you in your walk. Please visit our website in the information below and drop us a message. We would love to hear from you. First, I just want to welcome everybody. Thanks so much for coming. I'm super pumped about talking to you guys tonight. Um, you guys probably are not as excited as, as I am, but that's okay. I know this table's excited. <laughs> They're pretending, at least. Thank you. Yeah, but no, I'm really excited. Um, thanks for Tanner for letting me preach. I don't know if this is recording or whatever, but if he's listening to this, I want to thank him for letting me preach because I really feel like God has been wanting me to speak to you guys um, sometime this semester, and the timing really hasn't been right and hasn't been right, but tonight I really feel like it's the night um, for this message to be shared. And I'm excited about it because it's something that God has been teaching me so dearly to my heart that I want to be able to convey that to you guys as God has been con- like communicating it to me. So ears open, let the spirit work. God, we just welcome you here. Um, start out with, since last time I spoke, I've kind of had like a crazy year. Um, there's been some like really good times and some really bad times. Um, and with that, um, you know, being a senior year, I'm in the hardest classes of my life, um, trying to figure out what to do post-college, which I'm sure some of you guys are trying to figure out too. Um, I lost my grandpa, which is really hard, um, this last summer. So um, basically what I'm trying to say is life has been high and bright, but life has also been low and dark. And in those dark times, I just want you guys to remember what God has been reminding me, and that's First John 1.5 that um, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Um, So that's kind of the theme for tonight. God is light. So everybody say God is light. Say in him there is no darkness at all. At all. Say it again. At all. Yes. Okay. So to demonstrate first, we're going to play a game. Um, So what I'm going to need you all to do is we're going to get in partners of two. um, And if there's an extra person, I'll be your partner. And then when you get your partner, head over to the dance floor, and Heather will hand you a poker chip. You just need one per group. All right, once you get your poker chip, stand face-to-face with your partner and line up on this wall. Space, yeah, that'll work. Or face face the wall, like, yeah, like that. Just, and then you face, yeah, perfect. Like that, yep. All right, perfect, perfect. All right, and we're all going to need to line up against this wall. So, all right. So what we're going to do is we're going to start out, and you're going to toss the chip to your partner, and every time you catch it, you're going to take a step back, and you're going to do it until... So we're going to do that, see how far you can get, And then once everybody's done, the winners will get a high five from me, and then we'll start the next thing. All right, all right. This time, we're going to do the same activity again. Oh, I need to give you guys a high five. High five right here. But we're going to do it with the lights turned off. Is everybody done? Man, I'm hearing chips clink like crazy. (laughs) All right, you guys can go sit back in your seats. How much farther were you able to go when you were in the light than in the dark? A lot farther in the dark. The same. (laughs) 
that's not, that's not the point of this sermon. <laughs> but for the most part, everybody's able to go farther in the light than in the dark. And that's because it is impossible for us to reach our full potential when we are in the darkness. So write that down because that's something that is good. It is impossible for us to reach our full potential when we are in the darkness. And that's true for our spiritual life and for throwing chips. So, I want you guys to know that. So while you were um, playing the games and everything, Heather was so kind and she gave you guys all gifts while (laughs) you were playing the game. There should be a flashlight at everybody's spot. Did everybody get a flashlight? Yes? Okay, good. Because, as we know, what we've been talking about is God is light. So, God represents the light that comes from the flashlight. But let's just pretend for a second that the flashlight is us. And hopefully you didn't take out your battery stoppers yet because that's against the rules. <laughs> so if you did, if you did take out your battery stopper, put it back in. Or pretend like you didn't. Because we are the flashlights. We have the capability of housing God's love. We have the capability of doing what flashlights do and helping people in the darkness. We have the capability of lighting our own lives um, with God's love in it. So, now, turn on your flashlights. Oh, they're not working, or they better not be working. Because, <laughs> because we were born in a, dark, in a dark world, you know, full of sin. Um, we're all sinners, so that means that we don't get that we don't get the light. But lucky for us is that God says, um, this is what Jesus says. Jesus says in John 8, 12, that I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So because of that, now we can take out the stoppers (laughs) that are in the flashlight. So everybody go ahead and take out the stoppers that are in the flashlight and turn on your flashlights. What I want you guys to do right now is to take your flashlight. I'll take mine. Take the battery stopper in it. So take your flashlight. And I want you to shine it over yourself right now. And Heather, can you dim the lights a little bit? Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> good job, Jess. Um, so since God says, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light of the, you're light in the Lord. Live as children of light. That's Ephesians 5, 8. So what does that mean for us? In this world full of darkness, what that means is that we're the light. We're the light not only because God sees us as the light, but other people see us as the light. So what does that mean for us? Keep on shining your lights on yourself. Just let this be a good representation of how we how we should look to the world. Um, So if you're the light of the world, what's that mean? That means things like your friends can ask you to go to a dark place and you can say, listen, I'll go to that dark place with you, but be prepared because I'm going to shine God's light in that place. That can mean things like um, you're in a conversation with your friend who wants to talk bad about another friend or whatever, but you can say, but you can shine light, God's light in that situation and be like, 
No, we're going to talk positively about it because I'm shining God's light right here, and you can't diminish this light that's on me. So God calls us to be children of light. And Heather, you can turn back the lights on. And you guys can put them down if you want to. If you wanted to hold this over top of yourself for the whole sermon, I'd be happy. But your arms might get tired. I understand. (laughs) So, one thing I want you guys to know, though, is that we always have a choice. Everybody say choice. Touch your neighbor and say choice. Choice. Yes. With everything, with everything that we do in this life, God loves us so much that he has given us a choice um, over our own life just because of his love for us and what he wants. Um, he wants to be cho- chosen. He wants us to shine our lights. He wants us to love him and choose him in all those situations. Um, Deuteronomy thirty nineteen says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your children may live. You see, God's given us these instructions because he knows, he knows how we can choose life. He knows how we can choose light, and he wants us to choose it. But the thing is, is that we don't always make that choice, which, I mean, we're humans. That's, God knows that, too. <laughs> so this is, this, is a fun, this is a fun part. I want to do some quick math, and I know you guys are good at math because you're in college, so you had to have taken a math class some point in your life. But this isn't your typical math. This is light math. So the first problem in this light math is what does light plus light equal? Light. Right. Right. And that's kind of like when we're at Chi Alpha, you know? It's easy to shine our light when we're at Chi Alpha because everybody's shining their light. It's easy to do. It's really awesome because we all get to come together and shine our light together. And we get to be with each other and shine that light. So, okay, next math question. What does dark plus dark equal? Dark. That's right. But let's think of this. What does dark plus light equal? Light. Everybody say, dark plus light equals light. Yes. And that's not only evident in our lives, but it's also said in the Bible. John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So, what does that mean for us? That means that we can go to a place... That's really dark and really not the best place that we want to go. Because none of us really want to go into the dark cave. But we've all been given a light through Jesus Christ that can let us illuminate that cave. And can all the darkness of that cave extinguish one candle's light? Say, heck no, it can't. <laughs> Say it again. Heck no, it can't. Thank you. I appreciate you. Y'all are good people. I hope you know that. And you're getting more and more beautiful every week. You're welcome, Jed, especially you. So, that is a truth for us to battle all of the lies that we're told. 
Because are we not also in a world that likes to lie to us? Are we not also in a world where we lie to ourselves? And are we not also in a spiritual battle against darkness every single day of our lives, of forces that we can't see that are trying to attack us and bring us away from the light? Yes, we are. But don't get discouraged. Take heart because we do have a solution to it all. But I want you to be able to recognize some of the lies um, that we tell ourselves and that the enemy tells us and that is just evident around the world. So can anybody actually just give me an example right now? Anybody have an example of a lie? You're worthless, right? Every day in our lives, I'm sure we all face that, that same lie to some extent in our life that you're worthless, that you can't get the things done, that you can't get your homework done, that you're not pretty enough, that you're not, you know, strong enough, that you're not whatever it is. That's a lie that's trying to separate you from the dark. Anybody else have, a, have another example? Dylan? You're, hey, on the, yeah, exactly. On the exact flip side, there's a lie that um, is trying to tear us apart that, of pride of pride that can separate us from the light because we think that we don't need God in his light. But his light is actually is the only thing that's lighting up our lives. Thanks, Dylan. Good job. So, with that being said, I want you guys to think about, all right, we know that we have the choice, but who's the only person that's in, in control of your light switch? Is it Satan? No. Everybody say no. No, I like that I can just, like, get you guys to say things. <laughs> All right. Is it, is it God? Does he have control over our decisions? <laughs> no, actually, God doesn't even have control over our own decisions because God's given us that free choice that we were talking about, right? So that means that we are the only people that actually have control over whether we turn our light switches on or not. And you never know how desperate someone is to see your light. Because we not only have the choice to turn on and off our light switch, but we also have the choice on where we want to shine our flashlights. A lot of times we avoid the situations where it's scary to turn on our flashlight and let people see the light. We're, we're afraid because we think that people might judge us. They're used to see, like, walking around in the dark, and they don't want to see the light. Actually, that's biblical, too. Um, let's see. John 3.20 says, Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But we can't let that stop us from giving them that hope that Jesus has given us. Jesus has all shown us the light that he's given us. He's shown us the hope and love that he's given us. And we need to stand on the truth of 1 John 1, 9 that says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So these places that we're afraid to shine the light in the dark places, we can shine our light and give people that hope that they're so desperate for. Let's see. What's light plus dark equal, everybody? Light. Light plus dark equals light. And I just want you guys to remember that throughout, not only tonight, but just remember that in the dark circumstances when it's hard 
when it's hard to remember that. And, you know, with your flashlights or whatever, I put first John 1.5, which is God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. So just, like, let that be a reminder to you through your hard times when you're in the darkness. Um, let me just tell you a quick story about um, a time when I was really walking in the darkness and people were so gracious to show me their light that I was so thankful for um, because they would have had no idea that I was walking in the darkness or whatever, but it still would have been hard for them to show their light because that's just what we've gotten used to in this culture. We've gotten kind of used to just talking about Jesus with, um, with other Christians and not so used to talking about Jesus in the dark places, where, which is where, ironically, Jesus wanted himself to be taken to in the first place. Jesus wasn't hanging out with the, pro, the, with the Pharisees. Jesus was hanging out with the people that really needed him and needed hope and needed love. So, um, the story, before I forget. Um, so, this last summer, I was working out at Fort Robinson, and it's a pretty good place to work. I got to work with Erica this summer, which was good. Everybody know that this story is not about Erica. <laughs> Anyway, so it was a really busy night, and I was working my butt off, um, trying to make sure all the customers were happy, which isn't easy. If you ever working customer service of any kind, you know that there's a lot of really good people and a couple people that are just not having it, no matter how hard you try, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but that night, I was just trying my best and doing my best and whatever. And that night, I saw one table have like uh, 30 bucks on it, I think, and I saw another table have 10 bucks for it on whatever, but I was super busy, so I couldn't bust it right away. So one of our workers at the fort helped me bust my tables, which was really nice of him, <laughs> and I appreciated that, but then I got to the tables, and I noticed that the $40 was all gone, and I was like, oh, that's not so nice of him, <laughs> actually. So I went, and I was not happy at all. And I went to him and I confronted him and asked him where the money was. And he said he didn't have it, which I'm pretty sure wasn't true, but that's beyond the point. But anyways, that was something that God really had to work in me that night. I went home and I was really frustrated at first. I didn't do, I didn't initially, you know, forgive him and forget it or whatever. I initially was ticked off and like very angry, but God, thank God he worked in my heart and um you know, I ended up forgiving him, and actually it helped me realize that I was starting to have a problem kind of like idolizing money in a way too, where it was such a big deal to me that it like ruined my whole night at work that night. That's not, that's not the point of the story. Like, yes, forgive. Yes, don't idolize money. But the point of the story is, is the next day I had a table that was willing to come in and show their light in such a passionate and kind way that you know, God just revealed himself to me so strongly through that. So this table that I'm talking about, the good table, they uh, came in and they, what they did is they were here at the Fort Robinson all week long. And I said, I got to know them a little bit, what, whatever. And they were always super nice. Um, and then on the last night, they left, we said our goodbyes and they left me a card. And I was like, 
oh, cool, they left me a card. That's really nice of them or whatever. I went back to the wait station. I opened it up, and there was, <laughs> like, super nice, encouraging words. And there was scripture written on it, actually, too, which was, per like, you know, fit so perfectly with my life. It was um, Jeremiah um, 29, 11, which I'm sure most of you guys know. And then Micah 6, 8, which actually talks about forgiveness of, <laughs> of people. And that's just what I went through. And I'm like, wow, this fits so perfectly. And there was also, this is how good our God is, once he, once God found out that I was trying to work on my, work on my problem of idolizing money, um, he gave me a $100 bill in the, in, in the car, too. So, I just want you guys to know that you don't know what people are dealing with or what's going on in people's life, but you always have the option to turn your light on in their life. You always have the option to help guide them to turn on their light switch. You always have the information to just tell them, look, all you got to do is believe. All you got to do is turn on your light switch. You know, we make it a lot more complicated than it has to be sometimes. But the good news is, is it's actually really easy a lot of times. And we do get um, the chance to share that with people. So with that being said, I don't really have anything else tonight. But I did want um, to give the opportunity for people to pray tonight. So um, Ruben, if you wanted to come up and play, you can. If not, no big deal. And smaller group leaders, if you guys wanted to go around the corners or whatnot and be available to pray with people, um, just because it's life. We all go through super hard times that are super dark, and we're here for each other. We know where the light's at, so we want to be able to spread that light with each other. And small group leaders, even if you're going through something, I want you to get with another small group leader and just be able to pray it out. You know, because we know where the light comes from. All right. So with that being said, I just want you guys to all know that um, you guys are lights to so many people. And I want you guys to know that and keep that with you um, throughout this week, but throughout the school year and on to eternity. You guys are lights. So before I pray us out, um, make sure, obviously, to help a sound crew just like every week. And come to McDonald's because we get to help vote for Jody's students' drawings, and that'll be a lot of fun. But um, let me just pray for you guys before we head out. Um, dear Father God, God, you are so good to us. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are, God. Thank you for being light and just being able to let us be light through you, Jesus. God, I just pray for these students, my friends and my peers, that you just touch their lives and you let them see the, how bright they can be in, on this campus and who they meet and their families, God. God, I just pray for healing in those areas and that you don't let anything hinder their light, God. Let no darkness stand against it, God, because it is powerless against your light, Jesus. God, I thank you so much for who you are and I thank you so much for who you've created us to be and who you've died for us for God that I just pray for the rest of tonight bless our conversations um, let them be about you Jesus and it's in your name we pray amen